0: all got them. They may be in a neat and tidy spice rack, or jammed into an overstuffed cupboard that avalanches out every time we open it. By the way, spices and seasonings are our gateway to flavor, and our ticket to travel the world without ever leaving our kitchens. Today, we will root around in the cupboard, find some very common spices and seasonings, and look at how we can use them in uncommon ways to create incredible flavors. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get to it. I'm Chef Ben, this is and 5, and this is uncommon uses for common spices and seasonings. Herbs. Thyme. Thyme is one of my all-time favorite herbs and one that I use more than most any others. It can be used either fresh or dried, though I much prefer to use it fresh. Thyme is commonly used with pork, though it is also fantastic with chicken, beef, and fish. It can be added to soups, stews, and chowders, especially clam chowder. It's Really good with clam chowder. Uh, Sauces, roasted vegetables, and even bread. Thyme can also work well in sweet applications, such as lemon and thyme muffins, blueberry crumble, or even apple crumble. This is an herb that I always have in the fridge and ready to go because it works with pretty much anything. Rosemary. Rosemary can be used fresh or dried, but like thyme, I prefer to use it fresh. In fact, I assume, unless I say otherwise, uh, that all the herbs on this list are used fresh. It will save us a lot of time. Rosemary has a strong initial flavor, but it can break down fairly fairly quickly Excuse me, when cooked for long periods of time. For this reason, it is better to add rosemary around the middle of cooking rather than at the start. Rosemary works incredibly well with red meat and chicken, pork, and even halibut, cod, and mackerel. It is also great with beans, grilled or roasted vegetables, and pairs well with lemon and garlic. I love to use it when braising beef or lamb in tomato sauce with a little red wine. Mushrooms and rosemary are good friends and go very well together in pasta and sausage and white sauce or risotto. Rosemary and tomato, either fresh or as a sauce, go very well together too. Parsley. Parsley should always be used fresh. Dried parsley has little to no flavor and lacks the bright green color of fresh parsley. You can buy either flat leaf, Italian parsley, or curly parsley. If you have a choice, go with the flat. It has a better flavor. If you don't have a choice, either will do. I use parsley mostly as a finishing herb. Not that I sprinkle it over the plate for garnish. I mean, if I'm making pasta, I'll toss the pasta and the sauce together and finish it with a handful of Parmesan, a handful of chopped parsley, and a number of butter. Parsley adds a fresh, vibrant flavor that doesn't overpower the rest of the dish. It also adds a bit of color. Parsley can also be added to soups and chowders because of its neutral, fresh flavor. Parsley pairs well with just about anything. Basil. Basil obviously can be used to make pesto and pairs incredibly well with tomato in any form, but did you know that it can be used just as easily with strawberries, especially in strawberry shortcakes, blueberries, peaches, and white chocolate? It is also fantastic with white fish, especially when served with white beans. Dried basil can be used in sauces, but fresh is the way to go for other applications. For a surprisingly delicious combination, throw a small handful of fresh basil into your next coconut curry. Tarragon. Tarragon is most commonly paired with deep flavors like mushroom and beef. However, a little bit of tarragon in a seafood chowder is a thing of true beauty. It goes very well with chicken, especially with a little lemon, as well as beets and fish. In general, it is best not to use tarragon in combination with other herbs, as they have a tendency to clash. Sage. Sage goes well with beef, chicken, turkey, pork, rabbit, squash, and mushrooms. It can be used in stews and stuffings. It also goes very well with pasta combined with cream sauce or brown butter, especially with ravioli stuffed with mushrooms, sausage, or squash. Sage can be used with seafood, especially in Spanish paella. Marjoram. Marjoram is like a <coughs> excuse me. Marjoram is like a milder version of oregano and it can be used in all the same places. Oregano When most people think of oregano, they probably think of Italian food, especially pasta uh, pasta and pizza sauce. They're not wrong, but that's only part of the story. Oregano is common throughout the Mediterranean and in Mexican cuisine as well. There are many oregano varieties, but the oregano in your cupboard can be used for all purposes. I love to marinate lamb, chicken, or pork for Mediterranean flavors in a combination of garlic, red wine, excuse me, red wine vinegar, oregano, and lemon juice. I'll sometimes add a bit of mint in there too. If I'm going for Mexican flavors, I'll marinate pork or chicken with oregano, chilies, a touch of cinnamon, orange, lime juice, annatto, which is, uh, it's a seed that is used, it's what gives cheddar cheese its orange color, onion, and garlic. When roasted, pulled, and quickly fried, this will make some of the best tacos you've ever had. Mint. Most people don't cook with mint. That's unfortunate because it adds such a great flavor to so many dishes. I love to add it to homemade tzatziki sauce along with a bit of dill. Uh, I use it in my Greek salad dressing. It's also a secret ingredient in my buttered chicken and many Indian curries I make. Once cooked, I finish butter chicken with a small handful, each of mint and cilantro. It's incredible. Cilantro. You either love cilantro or you hate it. I absolutely love it. One of my favorite uses for it is probably the simplest. I cut it up, mix it with an equal amount of minced onion, and put it on top of tacos. Real tacos, not old El Paso tacos. Cilantro is just as common in Indian and Thai cuisines as it is in Mexican. I love to add it to pineapple or mango salsa. Salads and chutneys like parsley, cilantro is a finishing herb should be added to dishes at the end of cooking. Otherwise, it will lose its flavor and may even turn bitter. When making any curry, I throw a handful of cilantro in at the end. I actually used to be one of those people that hated cilantro because I thought it tasted like soap. But at a restaurant I worked at, we had... Uh, smoked chicken poutine that was finished with a little sour cream and a handful of cilantro. is one of the best things I've ever eaten. I still think about it often and occasionally make it. That poutine completely changed my view and taste of cilantro. Bay leaf. Bay leaf is commonly added to soups, stews, uh, which is good. It's also an ingredient in garam masala. I use it a lot in combination with star anise and occasionally other spices or to flavor rice. It is a straightforward way to add some flavor to plain white rice. I add the bay leaf and other spices right in the beginning when I combine the water and rice. Once cooked and rested, the bay leaf and other spices sit right on top of the rice and can be picked out again. Uh, this is an effortless way to add flavor to rice with little to no effort. Spices. Fenugreek. Fenugreek may not actually be that common in North America, but I've seen it in enough spice cupboards to know that lots of people have it have no idea what to do with it comes as either a powder seed which are very hard or a leaf more commonly known as methi the indian name i prefer to use either the powder or the leaf because the seeds are just way too hard to manage fenugreek is a common ingredient in indian food and is one of the main flavors in buttered chicken root vegetables tossed with olive oil fenugreek and salt and pepper then roasted are delicious fenugreek mixed with yogurt uh, can make a fantastic marinade for chicken lamb pork Or even a salad dressing. Cumin. Cumin is most commonly used in Indian, Mexican, and Moroccan cuisines. This is a key ingredient in garam masala as well as hummus. I like to add a few toasted cumin seeds to rice along with a bay leaf at the start of cooking to add a lot of flavor. I use powdered cumin in barbecue sauce, baked beans, and marinades. Honestly, cumin is one of the most used spices in my kitchen. I love it. For something special, mix a little cumin with yogurt and a splash of lemon juice. Thinly slice a cucumber and toss it in the cumin yogurt. This makes a great and simple side salad for curry, lamb, or just about anything. Coriander. I most commonly use coriander in tandem with cumin. I love the two of them together. Having said that, coriander is fantastic on its own as well. Coriander is the seed of the cilantro plant, though it doesn't really taste much like cilantro. If you want to make homemade Taco Bell or old El Paso tacos, cumin and coriander are your secret or not-so-secret ingredients. Turmeric. Turmeric is often an ingredient in an ingredient, meaning you'll find it in curry powder, mustard, razzle, honut, etc. It has a slight but unpleasant bitter flavor that awakens the palate and makes you salivate. A little bit of turmeric added to rice will turn the whole pot yellow, adding a nice color element to your meal. Potatoes tossed in olive oil, salt, pepper, and turmeric, then roasted are very delicious and come out a nice golden yellow color. Mustard seeds. Mustard seeds are obviously the main ingredient in mustard. However, they have lots of other uses, whether whole or ground. Mustard acts as a binder when making vinaigrettes. It's also very commonly used in baked beans, barbecue sauce, and rubs. I add a spoonful of mustard seeds to the pot when making boiled dinner or corned beef and cabbage because the mustard seeds help take away any foul smells produced from the cabbage and helps you digest the meal. I also like to add a small spoonful of mustard seeds to rice when cooking it um, on their own or along with the bay leaf and cumin seeds they had a nice flavor and again help with digestion fennel seeds fennel seeds have a mild and flavor that goes very well with pork especially in sausages duck and chicken they are one of the five ingredients in chinese spice spice and you will also find them in garam masala herbs de provence and razzle hanout. one of my favorite uses for fennel seeds is to toast them and add them to pizza sauce They add an incredible flavor that is hard for people to pin down. You'll often find fennel seeds in Eastern European baked goods and even sauerkraut. Star anise. Star anise is not only only one of the most photogenic of all spices, it is also one of the most underused. Like fennel seeds, star anise is one of the five ingredients in Chinese five spice. I love star anise with anything pork. I often braise pork belly or ribs in a combination of soy sauce, honey, star anise, and pepper. The anise flavor pulls something really magical out of the pork. Star anise is another ingredient that I love to throw in rice. It can be used along with other ingredients I mentioned or on its own or just with a bay leaf. Either way, it will be some of the best rice you'll ever, you've ever tasted. Cinnamon. Cinnamon is generally considered a sweet spice commonly used in desserts, but that's not even half the story. It is the third of five ingredients in Chinese spice spice and a main ingredient in garam masala and raza hanout. It is also widespread in Indian, Mexican, and Middle Eastern foods. Cinnamon pairs very well with beef, lamb, and goat, root vegetables, and squash. One of my favorite uses for, of cinnamon is to add a little bit uh, to a pot of chili. really brings out the flavor uh, and the other flavors. I think that cinnamon is one of the most underused and underrated spices in North America. Nutmeg. The most obvious use for nutmeg is in pumpkin pie and pumpkin spiced things. But there is so much more to it, uh, to that little nut, than pairing it with pumpkin. I like to add a tiny bit of nutmeg to cream sauces and even mashed potatoes. I add it to spinach and cottage or ricotta cheese when making lasagna or ravioli. It's fantastic with braised beef, lamb, or fish. When making braised collard greens or Swiss chard, I add nutmeg to boost the flavor. I also use it a lot when making Cuban food, especially red beans and Jamaican food like jerk spice. Wrap up. There is a world of possibilities held within the confines of your spice cupboard. I hope that this post has helped to illuminate that world to you. Obviously, this post is not exhaustive. There could be an entire blog dedicated to just this topic. We've only scratched the surface, but that's better than nothing. The point is that I hope you look at the spices in your cupboard a little differently now, and that you experiment a little more with what they can do and be used for. And I want to say thank you to Sue for suggesting this post you have a suggestion for a post you can email me at chefbenkelly@gmail.com, at gmail.com or you can contact me at social media facebook instagram twitter at chef ben kelly also I have a cookbook coming out in a few weeks and I am looking for people who want an advanced copy because uh, I need some people to help me review it so essentially Um, if you want, send me an email, chefbenkelly at gmail.com or hit me up on social media again at chefbenkelly. Say I'm interested in being part of your review squad. Um, and we'll send you a copy of the book and then hopefully you'll write a review for it. An honest review doesn't have to be good or bad, just an honest review of the book, uh, for Amazon. That's all you have to do. So if you're interested in being part of that, send me an email again at chefbenkelly@gmail.com, at gmail.com or hit me up on social media at chefbenkelly. Um, yeah, and we'll send you a copy of the book. You'll be one of the first ones to see it because it's not even out yet. So again, if you want to be part of that, just hit me up. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food and 5, and I'll be back on Wednesday with another fantastic episode. Um, and I mentioned earlier this year and, near the end of last year that the blog was going to change a bit, and it is. I'm bringing on a co-host as a trial, we'll see how it goes, if it works, we'll keep doing it. Um, And we're just trying to get our ducks in a row and find a good time to record and everything. So changes are coming. The co-host is my best friend in the whole world, he is also a chef. Um, And hopefully next week we'll have some episodes together. Uh, If not, it'll be the week after. But I'm really excited for that, and I think you guys should be too because we have great rapport and great banter, and we pretty much will just talk about food and make fun of each other. And that'll be a lot of fun. Anyway, for now, I'm going to leave you to it. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.